Peace and love, everyone. How are we doing today? This is Pop Buchanan, episode four of the Sober is Dope podcast. This episode, I'm trying to figure out whether I want to call it sobriety and poetry, transformation and miracles, or something like that. But guys, this um, episode is more or less documenting and sharing with the Sober is Dope universe and everyone out there the first writings that I created fresh into my sobriety. So, you know, of course, by now you guys know my sober date is December 15, 2012. So within the first month, I pretty much started getting my mind back together. But I was I didn't really calm down to like my second or third month. I mean, I remember my counselor saying like, when you first walked in and I first met you, you were speaking at 100 miles per hour. I couldn't even understand what you were saying. You had so much energy. You just couldn't stop talking. You seemed so excited that someone would listen to you. You had all of these concepts. Uh, doing my psych social, when you go see a psychiatrist, you have to do a psych social. And in my psych social, they said that uh, the concept of God, miracles, and uh, the miraculous is all part of my permanent makeup. So in my reality, this is how they described it. There was no distinction between, you know, it was it was no doubt that it and it was a matter of fact that I looked at these things in the spiritual as uh, part of reality. And that was n- part of my total construct. So my psychiatrist, psychologist used to talk to me, used to be deep conversations. We got very philosophical and I always kept the momentum going. But the most important thing was I wrote something called Transformation and Miracles and I wrote it as a letter to myself in my darkest state. So when I used to be really towards the end, when I was really drunk and I was really out of it and I had no more energy and I just thought I was going to die and I gave up on myself, the possibility of transformation and getting out of that situation was a foreign concept. It was like the last thing. It was like, you know, it's the fourth quarter. We're down by 60 points. We have seven minutes left. There's like a one to two percent chance we could break, we could turn it around and still win the championship. But all signs look like it's not going to happen. And for me, I was in that fourth quarter, y'all. And I couldn't even imagine. Like I used to be like, Pop, you have to get yourself together. You're going to die. But I just thought I went too far. Addiction is that dark that I just went too far. But that's why in AA they spoke of vital spiritual experiences and you'll hear that theme a lot. And that's why I talk about in my faith, we have a concept called creative miracles where you can ask God for a creative miracle. Something that's just totally out of blue, something that seems impossible, like you're never going to get it. It can never happen. You ask for a creative miracle. And sometimes life, God and the blessings just grant these miracles. And for me being an addict at, on my level, 
I was really at the point where I was either going to die or get killed or something like that. It wasn't good. I wasn't going to survive past the year. And even the doctor said that once I really got settled and they started taking my blood tests and everything and my liver, believe it or not, I lost 50 or 48 percent of my liver is was gone, just non-existent. And when I was 27, they told me if I didn't stop drinking, I'll die. But I kept drinking all the way to 31, 32. So I think um, I'm a living example of a creative miracle. You know what I'm saying, guys? Um, but um, when I wrote Transformations and Miracles, it was fresh. It was when I first got all my consciousness back and I realized that God gave me the creative miracle. And even though it was the fourth quarter, I we did come back and made the 60 points, tied the game and actually won the championship. So I felt like a winner, but I never forgot how helpless I felt. And then that's how I that I wanted to write something to the attic, to the person that's still going through it. And it's a deep 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 psychological idea and a psychological reality that only probably other addicts or people who felt like the world gave up on them is going to understand and that's that possibility of transformation is foreign it's the last thing on their mind the idea that they could come back from their deathbed while being read their final rights can is that possible you know, I lost everything. Everyone closed every door. I, I, I my body's jacked up. I, I have like the doctors telling me I'm not gonna make it past a month. I got a cancer diagnosis. I got stage, you know, for cancer. Or I'm a diabetic, and I lost. The, you know, I'm about to lose my legs or whatever it is. We all go through it. It doesn't even have to be addiction. It's life. When you get pushed to your absolute limit, can you push through? And in those extreme cases, sometimes we need a creative miracle. So transformation of miracles was the first thing I wrote to myself. And it was a doc. It was me documenting for the world and anyone who was in my situation and for the future for my kids. It was a piece of literature that I'm going to keep in a box somewhere one day and someone could share it with the world. I'm going to have to print it up and share it because sometimes humanity could close the door on each other. Sometimes we give up on each other. You know, we talk about each other. We laugh at each other and we kick each other when we're down. I'm I, I'm I'm a, I'm victim to this, too. And and I'm and I'm privy to this, too. Like sometimes I have to remember I, I could get upset. I remember one time someone was smoking and I flipped out because the smoke got in my face. And I'm like, damn, people out here smoking. And my girl said, nah, you cannot. You absolutely cannot react that way. You were smoking two to three pack of cigarettes uh, every day. You do not get to talk shit about anyone smoking a cigarette on any circumstances. I don't care how much you don't like it. You don't get to do that because you're the king of cigarettes. And although I quit cigarettes, what, four years ago, and I'm very proud of that, and I'm going to do a whole episode on how I quit nicotine and smoking, I didn't, she was right. I didn't have a right to be all hostility about the. I, I mean, I was bougie. Y'all guys would think I was the Surgeon General who wrote this, the, 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 the cancer thing on the cigarette box. I was like, oh, my God, look at these people over here smoking. They act like they can't smoke and they... 
Like, uh, it was crazy. My girl was like, you absolutely lost your mind because you was like smoking 40 cigarettes a day. So shut up. So with that being said, I know how it is to be extra. But we always have to remember we can't as a as a humanity, we, we can't be judgmental. And we have to understand when dealing with sobriety, addiction, recovery and people that's in pain and people that's hurting, whether it's someone that's overweight, if it's someone that's dying, if it's someone that's uh, that's an addict, if it's someone that looks different is someone that acts different. We don't have the right to keep judging each other. And sometimes we have to realize that we could be that same person. That we're judging one day We could be in that same predicament one day Now Gary V Shout out to Gary V He's gonna say you preach it You preach it I like what Gary V say that He's like you preach it You preach it <laughs> But When I wrote Transformation and Miracles It was deep And it was like A letter to the Philistines But it was like my letter to the world As a Catholic You know when we go up And they read the gospel They go you know Peter, Paul wrote a letter to the Philistines or the Galatians and um, and it'll be these big letters and decrees and these these um, these these letters explaining the gospel and, and breaking things down. And they're writing it to different churches and giving instruction. So I'm a play transformation of miracles for you guys. And, you know, this is something that I hope you share with other addicts, share with people that feel like their life is given up on them. I just want people to know they're not alone. And I'm giving you guys my intimate stuff, man. This is, I did not want to share this. This was something I wrote to myself or maybe my son or someone. I, I never thought I was going to really do a podcast and read transformation and miracles to anyone publicly I wrote this like the first week Out of like the first I don't know exactly but I know I was able I was on the train coming back From going I was coming back From rehab my outpatient Therapy going back to The shelter the three quarter house And I we had to take the train I remember It was um our Our, our um our, our Sober clinic and uh Outpatient was in Red Hook And we had to take the train the G train to Hoyton Skimmerhorn to transfer to the C and we took the C train to Ralph Avenue so the the three quarter house was in a hood it was in Ralph Avenue but the um the um the clinic was in this fly hot part of um Red Hook over there by the G line and it was like it was hot it was like one of those hot areas I forget it was under the bridge by the McDonald's so I remember we used to go from this nice area back to the hood, but the hood was nice at the point. You know, it would be gentrified and all that. It was, it was nothing wrong with Brooklyn. Brooklyn is hot. Well, gentrified or not, Brooklyn's hot. But anyway, I digress. So I was saying that I remember I was be, I was on a train and I started writing. So this must have been within the first 30 to 60 days of me getting my full consciousness back and feeling like the old me was coming back. Because, again, I'm a writer. I'm a poet. I'm a hip hop artist. You know, I wrote articles before. You know, I'm a writer. I like to write. I, I have thousands of poems. Um, another hack for you guys. If you guys type in poems, um, go to Poem Hunter and type in um, Joseph Buchanan poems. J-O-S-E-P-H-E Buchanan. B-U-C-H-A-N-A-N poems from poemhunter.com if you google that 
There's a whole book that I wrote when I was drunk. So you could read all my poems that I was writing when I was drunk. And they was actually very cool. Um, that's like a real. And I left it there in case I was going to die. Because when I was drinking, I wanted to leave something as a legacy for how I was feeling and what I thought. And it, I have all type of poems there. Some of those poems are crazy. Like face paint is remarkable. Um... CSI Africa is crazy I got another one called My Mind is a Computer That one was crazy Third Rock from the Sun was about my mom That was sick I got mad poems out there that's free You can just take it, read it, use it Because um, if, they, if one good thing came out of me drinking Is I wrote a very prolific writer I wrote a lot of stuff um, But anyway, I'm going to share with you guys Transformation and Miracles And then um, I have another poem that my girlfriend Jennifer read for me that I wrote called um, The Born Again Me. But yes, I'm going to share this with you guys. Sorry to digress. That's my thing. Um, I'm Mr. Tangent. I'll go off on tangents. But again, remember, Sober is Dope is unscripted. I'm giving you everything that I have. I'm giving it to you raw because if you're struggling with addiction, you don't need no fluff. Especially from me I'm not going to front for you You know, Pop Buchanan is never going to front I don't care who's listening I don't care if somebody's like uh, You know, he's all over the place I'm not doing this for you I'm not doing this to be judged I'm doing this for people to be able to listen And say, well, at least somebody's giving us Their authentic self I'm just giving it you, me So if I go off sometime Blaming on listening to too much Gary V And um, James Altucher Those are my boys anyway Anyway, let's keep it going. Check out Transformation and Miracles. Love you guys. Let's go. Transformations and Miracles. Remarkable how one can change. The possibility of transformation was once foreign, having given up any idea of hope. I was a prisoner of my thoughts and my will became challenged, challenged by the opposing side of my father's army, caught between a war where my soul was the subject of the conflict of angels. Being born with a fighting chance and pure fate, the conflict between good and evil was upon me. I was blinded by the light of the world and saddled by the weight of my flesh. My identity was lost through the birth canal of a pure woman. And the memory of my eternal existence was drowned by the sea of my humanity. Not having any idea how deep my bloodline extended, or if I had any generational curses, I had to constantly ponder the great mystery of the I am. The constant theme in life is change and transformation. How one can be transformed by their multifarious experiences. Life to me has always been a challenge. I remember being innocent and also remember when and where that innocent died. The sadness of the heart and the disappointment of mortality, being born to experience death before personally dying, living with broken hearts, crushed and stepped on by the reality of my carnal existence, an existence where physical limitations perplex the unceasing and relentless potential of the soul. An existence where one can lose everything if distracted. An existence where every creature that lurks in the darkness waits patiently and plots endlessly to devour your light. 
Remarkable how one can change for the possibility of transformation was once foreign. Everything good in me died with my first broken heart and soon to be followed by my first drink. Unknowingly drinking poison that stole the dopamine levels in my brain and gave me a curse of demonic thirst. This thirst cannot be quenched but only with more poison. This was the dark ages. I was held prisoner within my body and consciousness, a prisoner of an open gateway that allowed the darkness to roam free within the pure landscape of my innocence. I was now a suitable vessel for evil to dwell while inadvertently kissing my father goodbye. He that I love, inadvertently disgracing my mother's sacrifice to transport me here, inadvertently becoming a prisoner, a prisoner of poison. Everything good was lost, only a faint memory of potential. Everything good was forgotten. I forgot how to be me. I forgot that I was in a war. I became a willing participant in my own capture and relinquished all my power to the darkness. The darkness I was born to fight, the darkness I was born to deflect. I became my own antithesis. The quest for a miracle had to be initiated deep within the heart and this evolution of mercy through faith and the desire to live has compelled me to find the will. The will to transform, the will to be rescued, and the will to devour the demon that devoured me. I realized that humanity had but so much patience for the broken and fallen. This patience and blind eye was most dealt was seeing themselves by way of the bottom feeders, the addicts, the miscreants, the diseased, the homeless, and the forgotten. I realized for one to break free from their own oppression, depression, and inner recession, one must look deep within themselves and develop a plan. This plan is a quest for a miracle, the creative miracle that sparks a transformative process. This is spiritual alchemy, how to make what is perceived to be impossible possible and what is perceived to be in disrepair operable and redemptive. I had to find the tools to help me along this quest for it is remarkable, this idea of change, because at this point, transformation is a foreign idea of impossibility. How can one survive their own deathbed? Can one start anew while being read their final rites? How can these dirty things get clean when the stains of sin seem so permanent? How can an addict get fixed after years of needing a fix? How can a sinner rebuild after so much destruction? Who will ever forgive us? What do you do when you used up all nine lives, every second chance and every resource? What do you do and where do you go when every door in your existence become closed? These are the permutations of ideas that plague the broken, the addict, the sinner, the criminal, the dejected and rejected. These are the thought permutations that plague the mind of most for the perception of change is an impossibility and the idea of transformation is still foreign. When there is nowhere else to go but to the grave broken and defeated, one must find a creative miracle, find a final stretch of hope, strength, will, and cause. 
When you are powerless over everything and helpless, weak, lonely, and tired, you must decide either to live or die. In the face of your own extinction, one must then choose to live. These are the thoughts, feelings, and emotions I felt on a deathbed of life. I needed help. I needed assistance. I needed a miracle. I had to look upon the darkness and bear all secrets in order to bring light to this darkness. I had to come to the reality that unless I asked for help, I would not be rescued. I want you, the reader, to understand that at this point I am broken, hopeless, angry, lonely, tired, and defeated. I was a prisoner of my own body, mind, and spirit. I had in what seemed like overnight destroyed all the good, promise, and will I had gained throughout life. One day I woke up a very young man nearly dead for being consumed by my own destruction brought a curse upon me. This curse this curse could only be broken by myself and a necessary companion. This companion is the one who grants miracles, the one who rescues the captured, the one who heals the inflicted from their own aversions. This companion intercedes once the prisoner asks for rescue. In asking, the prisoner realizes that they are powerless and defenseless from themselves and the affliction which brought them to the shadow of their own death. This is when you must face your own mortality. This is the war, the struggle, and the conflict. This is the point where one needs a vital spiritual experience. Without a creative miracle, death at this point can be eminent. Transformations and Miracles by Pop Buchanan. Wow, man. Wow. We are working. We are on the roll. I hope I'm adding, adding value to the sober community. I love you guys, man. If you out there fighting like I'm fighting and we all fighting together, you know... I tip my hat to you. Um, the next poem that is I'm going to present, well, the next piece of literature, the first part, the Transformation of Miracles was more or less me just writing. That was like for my personal diary. Um, and um, But my the poem that I want to share with you guys today on this segment, episode four of the Sober is Dope podcast, is going to be read by Jennifer, which is my beautiful and brilliant girlfriend, who I love very much and she was with me from the beginning and she's still with me today. I didn't give up on her. She didn't give up on me. God is good, right? So I'm lucky. Um, she's going to read this poem. When I wrote Born Again Me, I wrote it for me and my friend Eric, uh, my brother Eric. Eric is like my brother. He's like our big brother. Um, me and Eric was going through our sobriety together at the time. And he was really giving me a lot of support because we both know where each other came from. Um, and I remember Eric took um, the poem to his group and read it to them. And then all the guys wanted copies. And it was like their little um, anthem. Born Again Me was an analogy I used uh, um I compared my alcoholism to drowning in the ocean, drowning in the sea. And I was drowning and dying and I was trying to fight my way to get to dry terrain, which is the dry terrain 
was the metaphorical sobriety and it was talking about that like so before I died and before I gave up it was following the theme of transformation and miracles so I thought it was suitable to follow up with that because you know in my mind I was drowning I was in too deep and I needed to get uh, get out of where I was at so I could breathe again and so enjoy Born Again Me read by Jennifer She's awesome, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Born Again Me, a poem by Pop Buchanan. Immature attempts of sobriety. Inevitable relapse painful. Ignore constructive criticism as an addict always anal. A binge of seven and seven months at time I swam. It was hard to listen to brethren before drowning. I just ran. I had to find the will to heal this disorder, both cellular and spiritual, or send my soul to slaughter. Darkness within darkness, grim have been my dreams of late. Pray my liver is not dead pray the Lord my soul to take. I'm in too deep to heal. Let the cup pass me now. If I was born to be a miracle, I guess God couldn't be proud. I can give up and drown forever into a void. Let the darkness pierce my inner sun, for death I can't avoid. I feel this life of promise. Alcohol is my demon. I can join my place as hell, committed suicide by demon. Before the lights went out, I cried to God for rescue. I'm powerless over addiction. I need you, God, for rescue. On my deathbed, I seen light, and I started to breathe. I'm no longer sinking. I'm rising out the sea. I prayed to God for strength and traveled on dry land. He held my hand with love, then never again I ran. Many years later, I conquered every sea, the king and queen of dry terrain. Thy sober I shall be. So thankful for the hope to God the glory be. I almost died drowning. Now... I'm born again complete. The born again me. Wow, amazing. Thank you, Jennifer. Yo, J-Lo, I love your voice, baby. She did such an amazing job on Born Again Me. That poem touches me all the time, man. Because I literally, I can't explain how honest I'm being right now, guys. Like, those, that's the raw emotion. See, I'm six years in, and now it's like clockwork. I get up every day. I have no thoughts of alcohol. I mean, I'm totally cured. I hate, I don't even hate alcohol. I just totally have a full and healthy understanding that I don't drink. It's not for me. It was poison. I'm allergic to it. I don't need it. It's not part of my reality. 
Um, and that's why I want to share the message because there's so many people that try sobriety and they're miserable every day. And and I kudos to you guys because I love you guys because you're still trying. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you know, those are the type where you go and say, "Hey, how's your sobriety?" They go, it "Sucks, man. Life sucks, man. I'm pissed. I wish I could have a drink. I'm pissed." They be serious. They be wanting a drink. They be tight, and they be like, "I want a drink, man, but I can't." You know, and those people are always fighting, and their their demons is really deep. And for you guys, I'm making this podcast for everyone, with no matter what level you're on. But for me, I, I went through the fire. And it was so serious when God, when I had that chance to give my life back to God and give my sobriety to God and my addiction to God, because God said, look, I'll take this addiction away from you, but you can't play games because if I take it, take it away, you got to go all the way. Because I'm telling you guys, there's only one alternative for Mr. Pop Buchanan. If I drink again, I will die. Is the, the, the rules are clear. The rules are clear. Okay, I don't play with life. I don't play with God and I don't play with people. I take everyone seriously. I take life seriously and I definitely take God seriously. But at when I was younger and when I was drinking and I was in the midst of my intoxication, I didn't take any of those things seriously and I almost died. So when I healed when 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 the, when the doctors um when the doctors got to me and they gave me, they cleared me, they had a, my, my liver enzymes went back to normal. I started to feel better and I realized that, hey, I, I wasn't far removed from getting my life back. And I just had to stay in the game and be humble. I had to eat a lot of humble pie. Me doing this podcast is eating a lot of humble pie because I'm a posting on Facebook and everybody and their mother who knows me that may not even have known that I've been going through all of this is going to know now. But if I'm going to share with you guys and I have to share with the world and that's okay because I don't think it's nothing wrong with suffering from addiction as long as you're trying to seek help. You know what I'm saying? So when I hear born again me and I hear um, transformation and miracles, and I know when I wrote those, I wrote those so early in my sobriety, like the first 60 days I wrote those. So they came from the heart. It was like anything I could have said, I said there and it wraps everything up. But it's a spiritual component to it. So in episode one, when I tell my sober story, that was very matter of fact. It was like I was in I was an addict. I screwed up. I started drinking in college. Uh, I had to go through bereavement issues. Um, I went through a couple of hard breakups. Things got out of control as I got older. My alcoholism went unchecked. I didn't realize I had a disease. One thing led to another. I was I was going to die unless I made a change. I was given a second chance and I ran with it. And now I'm here today, six years sober. Right. So that was episode one. But the spiritual component comes in the writings of Transformation and Miracles because that I wrote those early, early. So for you guys who are newly sober, like you're going through those AA meetings for the first time and you seeing the veterans get up there and they're like, I'm five years sober, I'm 20 years sober. And you're thinking to yourself, how can I get from day one, week one, month number one, you know, to six years, four years, 10 years? 
Listen to that poem, the writings, transformation and miracles and born again me and listen to pop because I'm telling you guys, I had an attitude my first week in AA because these guys were telling me things like the miracles around the corner and there's paradise on the other side. And I'm looking at them like paradise on what? The miracles, what? And I'm like, all right, man, whatever. I was just tired, man. I was just trying to get my strength together. All I wanted was the free coffee and just hang in there long enough for all of this good stuff to kick in. But those guys was right because the miracle was around the corner and paradise is on the other side. And I didn't believe it initially, but I started to see it. I have another thing I want to say about sobriety. Every day you stay sober, I promise you, the universe and God is going to give you a gift. They're going to give you something. Every day you're going to notice a new, you're going to repair a relationship. You're going to have some form of inspiration. You're going to get something every day, whether it's tangible, intangible, spiritual, psychological, mental. You're going to just pay attention. There's rewards to staying sober. These are not broken promises, guys. Hang in there because life is on the line. I love you guys. Um, So I want to close this segment out um, with a song. Um, but I'm going to do a formal introduction to this song and still explain how I tie it together. In the meantime, guys, I want you to be patient. I'm going uh, cut to a small interlude, and then we're going to go to a message from our sponsor. Thanks for hanging in there. We'll be right back. What's up, Sober's Dope Universe? Alright, so this has been another successful episode, I feel. Um, thank you guys for being patient with me in these early episodes. I'm still figuring out a lot of tech issues and I'm going unscripted and I just want to be keep it tall with you guys. But the last thing I want to share, I want to end this whole podcast with a song. Or I would say it was like a poetic verse, a verse that I wrote entitled at monk healing so i know you guys hear me mention you could go to my sobriety page on instagram at monk healing that's m-o that's m-o-n-k-h-e-a-l-i-n-g monk healing like health monk health monk healing monk healing for me was the company that i started i have a beverage company that's inspired by sobriety that i'm developing called monk energy And Monk Healing is the principles behind Monk Energy. And how I came about the term Monk with my close friends back in Brooklyn when I lived on Carlton Ave in Fort Greene. You'll hear a lot about Carlton in other episodes because that's the springboard for our story. Um, We, we, uh, my friends on Carlton Ave identified two pops. There was the Monk and there was the Hulk. The monk was the days when I was kind of trying to do my sobriety thing and get myself together. And I was just regular pop. It wasn't me too much under the influence. It was just me as a natural person without, you know, days when I just wake up and wouldn't feel like drinking and just be good. And I wasn't a total degenerate, guys. Come on, give me a break here. But when I was full blown drunk, they would say, oh, man, the Hulk is out. That's how when I talk about these split personalities, it was the Hulk. 
And then it was the monk. So anyone who normally know me is say Pop, Pop is naturally more like a monk. He's into metaphysics, spirituality, and good stuff, you know. The alcohol brought out the Hulk. Monk healing is me taking a Hulk concept, putting a Hulk to rest, and resurrecting the monk and staying with the monk. And the monk always reminds me of my transformation. When I wrote Monk Healing, which I wrote Monk Healing, I would say about two, three months ago, it's part of the Ancestral Drums project that I mentioned in the hip hop and sobriety segment. Monk Healing is a song that talks about everything good that my sobriety gave me. You know, now I'm like, I'm a vegan now. Um, I practice intermittent fasting. I'm on an OMAD diet, so I eat within a small window once a day. Um, I observe a lot of different practices. I meditate. I'm into um, sobriety. I promote sobriety. I don't smoke. Um, I'm into exercise and nutrition and health and into healing. So, you know, when I told you guys that sobriety gives you gifts it does because i went from all of these things that was negative to all of these things positive so now i prefer to respect my circadian rhythms and go to bed early and i i I observe eating healthy and respecting my heart and understanding sugar and how its relationship to my body and helping people get over diabetes and helping people regulate you know get 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 out of heart disease and promoting a healthy america and a healthy world and um you know this is just all natural things i stopped drinking then i stopped smoking then i wanted to meditate then i wanted to exercise and i wanted to eat better then i wanted to make more money and i wanted to live a better life so So sobriety could give you guys a lot. You know what I'm saying? So that's the promise. So the song that I'm going to end our episode, which I think I'm going to go with the title Transformation and Miracles, right? Is um, I'm going to end it with the song At Monk Healing, produced by my boy Scott Freebase. Enjoy it. Check out our last episode, Sobriety and Hip Hop. Our second episode, Sobriety and Stress, and our first episode, My Sober Story. And let's keep going. My Sober is Dope Universe. I love you guys with all my heart. Pop Buchanan, over and out. Yo, we in the building. Live your best life. Pop Buchanan. Gotta open that heart up. Transform that self. No fear, no anxiety. At Monk Healing, what At up? Monk Healing, meditate and get healthy. With good vibes, only levitate and get wealthy. I motivate, since love's my catharsis. I love to inspire all the dreams and the artists. Yeah, five years sober. No more brandy, used to leave with the cobra No more beef, used to leave with the toaster Brand new vegan, no corpse in the smoke, it's okay And it's all about love Nurture the masses, no hate in the blood That fear is a liar, and stress is a bug All I hear is messiah, and arrest is arrested, invested Sober is dope Follow the movement while we jumping off the boat And walking on water Love God like his daughters And the dream that I bought her Was my heart and my hope and my hope 
I'm Pop Buchanan I do it for my pops and the love for Buchanan's Rest in peace to my pop, he's a king in the mansion I do it for the dream and I hope for expansion, expansion I'm born with a miracle, almost died twice for my death was a spiritual awakening, awakening My soul is awakening forever, forever, ever, forever, ever